Oh, hi. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Mobandari from Orthopod. I'm with a uh, longtime friend and colleague, Dr. Philippe Leclerc, who is an orthopedic surgeon uh, working in Paris, France. And, you know, he's been kind enough to share with us a few minutes of what's happening in France, the situation, um, and more importantly, um, ultimately, what the what the mood is going forward. Philippe, uh, thank you so much and welcome. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you very much. I'm very um, happy to, to speak to you. So, Philippe, let me ask you this. I mean, France has certainly been on the world's meter because the fact of, you know, the fact that there's well over 100,000 cases in France and there's been concern in that there's been so many different, um, you know, uh, rumors going around about how things are. Can you speak a little bit about uh, the, the current situation in France? Yes, it happened uh, three weeks ago, approximately, I would say now. I don't have a good memory now because uh, the, the time is uh, so strange. So yeah. uh, it started, well, let's say one month ago. First of all, we didn't believe it. We, uh, like uh, a lot of the... Uh, lot of countries we say no it's not uh, it's not gonna happen it's not yeah. serious right. and uh, we had election uh, just before this right. uh, epidemic problem so nobody would believe that uh, it would happen like that and suddenly a sudden rise of patients uh, all over uh, uh, Paris and in the east of France and it came very quickly and we were very surprised yeah. And uh, we were very quickly overwhelmed. Okay, we were very surprised. We said no, uh, it won't happen. First yeah. and second, it will. Uh, we we can organize things. And yeah. third, we discovered that it wasn't impossible to organize anything. So wow. it was very quick, and uh, we had to stop immediately our uh, surgical program and to reorganize the whole uh, unit. Uh, like uh, my hospital became a, a COVID uh, unit, uh, only dedicated to COVID. We stopped everything except cancer, a real emergency, uh, like bleeding, open fracture, etc. Yeah. And yeah. we stopped everything and we said we had to, uh, to face a, a very, like, like a wave, you know, the media yeah. said it's a, it's a wave, it's coming. We didn't see it first, then we saw it, we saw it. And then we said, my God, it's huge. And uh, the problem was not the, the not serious patient. It's that the, the patient came, uh, they, they couldn't breathe. Um, yes. they, they, they have serious problems. So they had to go immediately to the uh, ICU. Okay. So uh, we, have, uh, we are a small hospital. We have only 10 beds uh, in the ICU. So wow. we had to stop uh, the OT program and yeah. to take the post-op uh, room and to reorganize everything and uh, finally we found uh, 30 beds 30 beds wow. for uh, ICU and uh, we were very lucky because the 30 beds were uh, completely uh, uh, filled uh, we yeah, said, yeah, yes. Uh, yes. In, uh, in one week it was completely uh, full so, so were you in a situation then as an orthopedic surgeon, Philippe, were you then redeploying yourself to serve in other areas where you haven't, you know, been yes. doing that? So what were, like, so what were you doing? Uh, we, we did uh, three things. First of all, we, we said we are volunteer to do anything uh, you, you want. You know, we, yeah. we asked the, 
the medical staff and say, uh, okay, we don't operate, so we are volunteer for everything. Yes. And so we divided the, the, this in three. Uh, one team was uh, ready to uh, pack things take the food for the for the medical staff yeah. and go outside to buy the mask and uh, etc with the car okay yeah. like uh, external staff we said yeah. and uh, second uh, third of the team uh, became uh, medical doctors uh, wow. they did yeah. <laughs> i will wow. send you pictures my god with the stethoscope and you electrocardiogram and the stethoscope. okay yes. you get that we, were, we were the the second line just before the medical doctors uh, okay. to help uh, them in a few things very simple and yes. even to call the family because this was terrible for the family can you imagine your mother going to the to an hospital oh, and sorry. the family cannot visit and then no. she uh, died in the ICU and we oh. said sorry you cannot go so right. we use the, the the phone and we call every day the, the, the family and sometimes we're medical doctors and as for, uh, for me I decide I don't want to become a medical doctor because yes. it's boring yeah. <laughs> no I'm joking so <laughs> I said I can be volunteer in the ICU yeah. so I became a kind of a, you know for, for the nursing Yes, 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 yes. Uh, right, right. You yeah, said that? Nothing? Right. Yes, yes correct. okay. Yes, so, yes. Uh, because the, the, the difficult part of the job was uh, most of the patients are male, obese, hypertension, and yes. uh, diabetes. So, we had to take them uh, in decubitus, uh, yes. in uh, procubitus and decubitus to, uh, to yes. change the position. And uh, you can imagine with 30 people. Uh, 30 patients that was yeah, very difficult yeah. so every day we were working uh, helping uh, the nurses to do the nursing everything and pp and poo etc that was uh, wow uh, very impressive but it uh, it, uh, we, we uh, the, the the staff was very happy to see an orthopedic surgeon in the icu they were smiling yeah. you know they, they say and so i saw even if i'm not specialized in that kind of job i could see that they were uh, always uh, smiling at me say oh ah. yes it's good you are here we are very happy we are supported etc that that was yeah. great oh that's wonderful that's wonderful so let me ask you this in philippe so when you think about all the things that have surprised you about what happened what's been the biggest surprise to you about this whole experience right now because i mean the, you are a front the, line the speed okay the speed uh it came in one week suddenly uh, the uh, we were very surprised by the the, 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 this quick disease because the, the patient uh, they, they, they are uh, in the regular unit and yes. in two days they go to the ICU and uh, you know the anesthesiologist and reanimators do you say that reanimators mm -hmm. the, yeah. the guy who works in uh, ICU they yes. say oh no I won't intubate this patient okay I will wait and in one hour hop he had to make an intubation wow so uh, and uh, that was strange because the, the patient even going in the ICU said, okay, you know, I'm fine. I have some problem breathing, yeah. but yeah. okay, it's okay. And suddenly, poof, uh, yeah, well, going down. Yeah. Yes. So that was very, uh, uh, very impressive, this uh, uh, rapidity, this said. Uh, it was very quick. So let me ask this, when this is happening, Philippe, I mean, you know, I've known you, uh, you know, and you're, of, of all the people I've known, you often took life as like you know, it's okay. Like you know, we have time. Um, yes. You know, let's stay calm. Yes. Let's 
was yes. there a sense of like 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 just I can imagine like almost panic if not you know when you're seeing the all the ICU beds filling up, um, everyone's being deployed. How did people yes. maintain a sense of calm in this? Because it's almost like it would seem impossible to be that way. I'm wondering on you personally because I know you know you're fairly uh, I'm, a, I'm a little bit uh, used of that kind of situation uh -huh. because uh, I'm doing uh, once a year uh, humanitarian humanitarian surgery right in uh, central africa and in gaza so right. i'm a little bit used to this kind of uh, uh, war surgery this is not war but uh, uh, you know in uh, central africa there is a civil war and you yeah. can have rest and be cool and suddenly 10, pa 10 one patient, 10 yeah. uh, gunshot wound, uh, and, and, and you have to manage this. So for me, I was a little bit used, and I said, uh, uh, we don't have to think. We have to just act organized and shut up, everybody. Shut up. Yeah. Go, yeah. go, 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 go. Yeah. Uh, but I was used uh, to that. I saw, first of all, the few nurses, of course, uh, they were very scared because uh, this, they, they thought this virus was uh, uh, lethal. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, in fact, yeah. we know that uh, only one or two or three persons, uh, three persons uh, become uh, in the bad situation. Right. But uh, we had to explain a lot, to talk to a lot of persons, a lot yeah. of people that this virus, after all, is not so dangerous. Yeah. It is just that we are overwhelmed, that's yeah. all. That's right. That's, that's right. It's need very quick and a yeah. bunch of patients, but that's all. At the yeah. end, uh, and of course, we didn't have the mask, as you can imagine. Yeah, right. And uh, that was terrible because we have to be yeah. to be yeah. volunteer. So yeah. uh, a few people didn't want to go to ICU, yeah. and uh, well, it's on your. Um, well, it's, uh, it's uh, how can I say? Well, I, I was volunteer and I, I said, I don't care. This is not Ebola, okay? Yeah. This is not uh, polio. This is not Ebola. This is, yeah. okay, we can go. Come on. We don't have the mask. We don't care. We, we are going to wait the mask. So it was a kind of personal wow. decision. Yeah. yeah. And I could see that the anesthesiologist did the same. They, they were very courageous. I said, okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Wow. And, and now, Right now, um, before we got online, you were saying that things are looking a little bit better. So you, like, yes. there's a general sense of optimism now. You, you're yes, over I the, am you, very so optimistic. So you've peaked. You've peaked. Things have come down. Yes, um, we so we have we yeah. yes. No, no we reached uh, we we reached a high level. I think that the epidemiologist, the French epidemiologist, didn't think that it should be so high. Yeah. But now the 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 and uh, didn't think that it should be so long. Because yeah. uh, the this respiratory syndrome lasts a lot, yes. like uh, two weeks. Wow. This is a very long, and yes. uh, the anesthesiologists were very surprised. They say, "My God, in one week it should be okay," and in fact, yeah. not. And uh, so uh, now it's coming down because uh, we are we have uh, 24 beds now in the ICU. That means that six patients went up in the regular unit yes. uh, so we we feel uh, very free because the main concern the second con first i would say it is very rapid this is very quick second we are overwhelmed yes. and third if imagine if you go to the ic if you if you go to the emergency room with a respiratory disease the anesthesiologist will say we we won't take you because we don't have 
room. Yeah, yeah. And now and that was very uh, frightening. Uh, okay, but now uh, it's over. We have six rooms free, six beds. So we said, okay, we can uh, we can save people. Right, right, right. That's amazing. And so, what do you see now um, in terms of reentry? So, um, do you, do you see elective procedures opening up anytime soon for you, or are you in this pattern for the next months? Uh, what do you feel? We, I think, we are going to stay like this for one month. One month. Okay. Nine months, because uh, you know the, there is uh, the fear for the second uh, second um, rise of this uh, epidemic. You know, it's probably it, it will probably go back a little bit when people are going to be free to walk in the street. So yeah. we must yeah. be very prudent because this is a very quick uh, syndrome. So we are going to probably stay like this uh, for let's say three weeks or one month, least, like this uh, configuration, okay. which yeah. is very, very boring for us, uh, oh. for surgeon. I mean, yeah, 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 okay? yeah, 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 we yeah. stop everything and we have to call the patients uh, to say, uh, stay, stay home, yeah. don't go to the consultation. Right. We, uh, we don't know when we are going to operate through, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Ah. Okay, last comment. I know you've, you've given it, I mean, it's what, the way you're telling the story is just quite actually riveting because you, you speak with such passion about what's happening on the front line. Philippe, when you look back, when you look yes. back at what this has taught you, and I know we've had, you and I have had many conversations in the past, and I know you, yes. you think very carefully about what this all means. What do you think will be the lessons learned from this for you personally or even for our community? Hmm. <laughs> Because I know you, I know you will reflect on this if you haven't already. <clears throat> uh, I think this is a, <laughs> this question is difficult because uh, we are just going out from the problem. Uh, I, I would say uh, we have to think to be ready for the next yeah. hit, be ready for the next X, keep yeah. a possibility of having this very quick organization. Okay. Uh, we have to stay aware and to be ready to reorganize very quickly. Otherwise, it's okay. I mean, uh, after all, uh, this, virus, this virus is not so serious. It is just that we were overwhelmed. Yeah. And that was the only real problem. Yeah. So we must think about the possibility of reorganization and quickly. That's all. Okay. okay. Love it. Thank you yeah. so much, Philippe. I can't thank you enough. And uh, we have to find a, a way to connect separately. I don't want to have Abby here. Okay. Our, here Sorry our for my English. Huh? It's not so oh, good. Your English is amazing. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I can't thank you enough. Okay, great. Really awesome, my friend. Okay. Go back and continue to do the good work you're doing. And yes. um, we'll chat soon. I'll send you an email. Maybe we'll set up a separate call. Yes. Okay. Okay. My friend, great. thank you so much.